0: When you watch, when you stream, when you scroll, you get a team of journalists vetting each story, asking tough questions, and delivering in-depth information so Alaskans stay informed. That's Alaska's News Source. You're watching Alaska's News Source. It is not a record to be proud of. The number of people who have died outside in the streets of Anchorage is now more than double the previous record.
1: It's a staggering number from 24 now up to 51 people so far this year with still a few days to go. Investigative reporter Rebecca Palsha has the update.
2: Harsh Alaska winters have always been a danger to people living outside, but this year there are also other factors, such as a lack of shelter beds after the city closed the Sullivan Arena More than six months ago low-income housing shortages also play a factor so here's how we compare to other years 51 deaths this year 24 last year 19 in 2021 and 17 in 2020 the number of outdoor deaths could actually be much higher because a person could die later in a hospital or could have an address but be living outside the time of their death and not be counted as official outdoor deaths by police now, as in the latest statistics, within the Anchorage emergency shelter system, out of 574 total winter shelter beds, there are now only two beds available, and those are at the shelter on 56th Avenue. Both the Aviator and the Alex Hotels are full. The most recent outdoor death in Anchorage, a 40-year-old man whose body was found on the sidewalk in the 800 block of West 5th Avenue. The police report noted that drugs and alcohol were found nearby. Rebecca Pulscha, Alaska's new source, investigates.
0: All right, turning now to the weather situation tonight, we have another night of sub-zero temperatures headed our way.
1: It is clear and cold across the city as we head into the evening, and meteorologist Jackie Purcell joins us now with that forecast. Another dangerous night for people outdoors.
3: It certainly is, because uh, when you're down below, even freezing, 32 degrees, it's cold. But when you get down below the zero mark, it is a deep cold. And for anyone that is uh, outside, and having to stay outside, it is crucial to to get warm. Let's check out our current situation right now. It is dark, we had our sunset at 347 and temperatures, they have been in the single digits, seven degrees in fact, for our high temperature today with 24 for the overnight low. Our record high on this date, In contrast, from 1982, 46 degrees. In 61, 1961, a cold one, 30 below. Here's some of the low temperatures experienced across the south-central region through the early part of the day, teens below from Talkeetna down toward Kenai, Wasilla as well, seeing a temperature of 13 below, but it was into the teens above for Valdez. And uh, Allen. you were at 23 degrees below zero. The satellite continuing to show just high clouds moving over the North Gulf Coast, clear skies over much of the South Central region. Now, the only chance of precipitation really kind of just grazes by Cordova, parts of the Copper River Basin. But then by Saturday night into Sunday morning, an advancing storm front will be pushing cloud cover in, and that ups the temperatures as well as that chance for snow. But for the next couple of days and nights, it's going to be cold. Tonight, freezing fog. We had that this morning. Uh, That's likely to form again into the overnight, into the early morning hours, clear and cold. But you can see what the fog does do. It creates that uh, ice, that uh, frost on those trees. It does look nice, but again, below zero at night. Deep cold calls for caution. Our high will be about
1: 9 degrees under sunshine tomorrow. All right, thank you, Jackie. An anchorage man is facing manslaughter and negligent homicide charges after an early morning hit and run in Wasilla left a woman dead.
0: Carly Schreck has details now and a warning about this upcoming report. Some of the video from the scene of the collision may be disturbing to some viewers. What's
4: oh. your name? Billy Scheller. <laughs>
5: appearing at his arraignment in a Palmer courtroom Thursday afternoon. Sheldon, do you have a copy of that charging document? Yes, really? I do. All right. Less you than 24 hours today? before, 30-year-old Athena Chambers from Kotzebue was killed after being hit on Hollywood Road near Dickerson Street in Wasilla. Troopers say they got a call shortly after 2 a.m. from a resident that a woman had been hit by a truck and was not breathing. According to court documents, 33-year-old Anchorage resident Billy Sheldon told troopers he was driving a Chevy Silverado truck with Chambers in the back seat. According to the complaint, Sheldon told troopers both were intoxicated and an argument broke out. Sheldon said he told Chambers to get out of the vehicle and left her on the side of the road. In the complaint, Sheldon told Alaska state troopers he was driving around 45 miles per hour when he went back to get her. That he tried to break, but the truck started sliding.
6: The state's case appears pretty strong based on the defendants' own admissions, that he was drinking, he was driving, um, he hit the victim, um, that he had gotten out of his car. He checked for a pulse, realized she was dead and out of the scene.
5: Troopers caught up with Sheldon as he pulled into the driveway of a house near Big Lake, finding that the front of the truck had extensive damage and that pieces of its missing grill were found buried in snow as if someone was trying to bury them. Sheldon, appearing in court over video conference from the Matsu pretrial facility, was already on conditional release from a 2022 assault charge, which state prosecutors say was also alcohol-related. Sheldon now faces six separate criminal charges that carry a maximum sentence of 47 years in prison. In Palmer, Carly Schreck, Alaska's news source.
0: Sheldon is being held on a $20,000 bond as well as a $15,000 cash appearance bond. He is due back in court on January 8th.
1: A former Alaska State trooper has been sentenced to eight years with four suspended for an attempted sexual abuse of a minor conviction. The conviction stems from a situation that happened while he was still a trooper, the Department of Law says 63-year-old Vance Toronto was found guilty of attempted sexual abuse toward a 16-year-old he had met while conducting a traffic stop.
0: Well, the active search was called off this morning for missing 45-year-old Eagle River resident Amanda Richmond Rogers. She was last seen after jumping in to save her dog in the Eagle River on Saturday.
1: A spokesperson with the Alaska Department of Public Safety told Regina Fernandez right now there are no new leads of areas to be searched.
6: After searching from air, ground and underwater, Alaska wildlife troopers say there's no new areas to search for. Amanda Richmond Rogers, who troopers say went into the Eagle River water on Saturday to try and save her dog.
0: Our hearts, our thoughts go out to the family, the friends. Uh, of Amanda.
6: To her loved ones, she's known as Mandy. And after four days of searching for the nurse, wife, and mother, including canine and dive teams using underwater drones,
0: uh, deployed both sonar, divers in some cases.
6: Troopers have suspended their active search because spokesperson Austin McDaniel says, despite days of searching, including downriver from where Richmond Rogers was last seen trying to save her dog, there's still no signs of where under the ice she might be.
0: Uh, we have run out of areas of interest that are accessible to search uh, with the ice and the conditions in the area.
6: Alaska State Troopers say they have not rolled out searching the area in the future, but that depends on what new information they can find. In Eagle River, Georgiana Fernandez, Alaska's News Source. The Alaska Search Rescue and Recovery team
1: does say it plans to continue to search for Richmond Rogers. It's just having to pause at the moment as it waits for equipment repairs and volunteers to become available.
0: A big story on the national scene tonight. Maine's top election official has removed former President Donald Trump from that state's 2024 primary ballot. The decision is based on the 14th Amendment so-called insurrectionist ban. It makes Maine the second state to disqualify Trump from... Uh, going for re election uh, behind Colorado, a bipartisan group of former state lawmakers filed the challenge against Trump's inclusion on the ballot. The decision can be appealed in state court. Well, still ahead, beware of thin ice.
1: What you should know before venturing out onto Westchester Lagoon looks could be deceiving.
0: You're watching Alaska's news source.
1: West well, Anchorage residents are wondering when Westchester Lagoon is going to open up for outdoor recreational activities.
0: Now, the ice is usually cleared and open to the public during this time of year. Steve Kirch has an update tonight on Parks and Rec's progress.
4: Parks and Rec Director Mike Branoff says right now the issue is the ice is just not thick enough. In fact, right here is an example of how thick the ice is. People walking the Westchester Lagoon Trail are used to seeing people skating and playing on the ice during this time of the year. And it's fun just sometimes just to sit and watch people. But on this sunny day, with temperatures hovering just around zero, joggers, dog walkers, and cross-country skiers on the trail were greeted by the sight of machinery on the ice. Looking forward to it. Glad they can finally get it cleared and that the ice is thick enough, so one good thing about really cold temperatures. Parks and Rec Director Mike Branoff says right now the ice is only 8 inches thick. It needs to be 12. He says a stretch of warm temperatures in November and heavy snowfall have put things behind schedule. The snow insulates the ice um, and prevents it from forming as quickly as it would in an ordinary year. He says right now crews are clearing roughly 24 inches of snow off the lagoon and cutting an ice-fishing hole so they can create a thicker layer of ice. And we'll begin to pump water out and spray it all over the surface to be able to uh, get water to start to percolate down into the overflow and create skatable ice. And as far as rumors of funding issues preventing West Westchester Lagoon from opening on time, Braniff had this to say. We've had the same funding this year that we've had in any other year. Raniff says the goal is to have everything ready to go by early January, so events can take place and residents can enjoy winter fun on the ice. So my office is just a few blocks away, so yeah, when it's cleared, now that it's cold, I have to bring my ice skates to work and come over here during lunch for a little skate. Now, Branoff says he expects Westchester Lagoon to be open up for recreational activities in about 14 days, but that's all weather permitting. Steve Kirch, Alaska's News Source.
1: Braniff also says each Saturday in the winter, Westchester Lagoon has family skating events.
0: He says Parks and Rec has the first one scheduled for January 6th, but it's more likely the first one will happen the following weekend on January 13th.
1: It's worth waiting for. It's so fun
0: down there. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Click subscribe so you can get the latest podcast from Alaska's news source automatically. And stay up to date with breaking news and in-depth reporting available for free 24-7 with the Alaska News Source app.